Welcome to this guy's sick. We are talking about another one of our cyber psychos today. Ooh. Yeah, this is another weird cunt. Be warned, they are all weird cunts. <laughs> yeah. But if ever I'm going to give a trigger warning, we are going to talk about things that might offend some people because this guy had some gender issues going on. Yeah, more than just gender issues. Jesus. And people might think we're trying to say, if you've got that, you are a psychopath. That's just... No. Right now, that is not what's going on. He just happened to have maybe something like that, as well as being a psychopath. Or these two things were intertwined because he had some serious issues about self-doubt, about people liking him, about how he felt about himself. Like, the guy was just fucking weird, right? Yeah, the the, the guy had... Uh, yeah, it's not just one major mental issue. There's a, there's a few going on in there, like delusion, like imaginary imaginary people imaginary people imaginary worlds imaginary friends um i yeah. watched a psychiatrist talk about his case it's one of the things i looked at oh i watched I'm about that 15 as well. minutes wrong and he was convinced the guy isn't isn't schizophrenic or anything he was just he's a fantasist he believes in the fact he's he, he's locked himself away he didn't have any friends into the he thought he should be bigger on youtube than he is that he's just spiraled into this fantasy world that he wanted to live like Every, he wanted the world to be a certain way and when it wasn't he's pretended it was until it spirals out of control with this you know Danny Phantom stuff and all this other shit that he was into which is all a bit yeah, weird yeah it's but I just wanted to get just a little disclaimer before we start that we are going to talk about stuff that some people find triggering and we don't want to get Dave Chappelle. It's a bit. It's, it is. It's. It's a factor in in the in this case. In this case, a bit like with Luca, there was cross dressing and there was some possible gender body dysmorphia involved with him as well. And the, we can't help it if a criminal is suffering with body dysmorphia in some way. It's not our fucking fault. We no. didn't give it to him. No. And this was this guy was a loner. So Scott, who are we doing anyway? Who who are yes. we doing today? So we are talking about Randy Stair. Yes. Otherwise known by at one point on his on his YouTube channel as Andrew Blaze. That after the cartoon stuff, or was it called that first? Uh, it was before. It was before the cartoon stuff. It was like his early stuff, um, two thousand and seven, two thousand eight. It's you know his early days of YouTube. Like he was one of like the early content creators, I guess. Yeah, he was in. around doing stuff, and it's hard to tell because when you look him up now, one, his channel's gone. Someone actually put the videos back the up. The videos are up. Someone else but, put them back up. But those videos have got hundreds of thousands of views because of the crime. Because it was connected to it, yeah. But apparently there are screenshots that I was looking for and I couldn't find of people commenting on his stuff during the time. Oh, yeah. And it appeared maybe a thousand people were viewing his videos. So, not... It's successful. It, yeah, but it was a different sort of thing back then. You know, it's not... YouTube it's, it, was different. YouTube was different. It's not like the level of things where anybody now can pop up and try and be a, a content creator and they get a couple, they get a couple of thousand views or they break it big in, in, on YouTube. It's yeah. Back then, it wasn't as a mainstream thing as it is now. It's gotten bigger. If he was like around now at the age he and was... And was continuing to... Or yeah. It continued from then. A thousand back then was quite a lot for people as well in terms of... Yeah. We didn't have such a thing as going viral yet. Exactly. You know? 
And you'd he, have some stuff that people would share about, but it was all random. You know, you used to have jump scares all over YouTube and Rick Rolls and all that at yeah. the time. We're not, we're not talking, you know, basically YouTube's like a TV station now. Pretty much. You know? Well, they tried it at YouTube Red. That didn't go very well. They did, yeah, but that's because they wanted to produce their own content as YouTube themselves. Yeah. Like Cobra Kai. Well, you know, they get, that's it. They, yeah, they got, they, we got Cobra Kai out of it, which is, which is decent. That's a very good show. Because Netflix got it now, so they can continue making it. And it's been phenomenal, actually, as a show. The action scenes are good. The plot line's decent. It's great to see the two main characters, for the, you know, the villain and the, the, the baby face from the original, yep. you know, Danny come back. And it was great to see all that. So for me, I like, I, I genuinely enjoy it. But yeah, you know, uh, so where do we go from it, really? Early days, I guess. He had some family issues. There was. It depends on how how you view that. I mean, it's just his word against no one else's. You know what I mean? He was just lonely. Oh, yeah. That's what it is with his family. His family issues are just being lonely. He was a loner. Yeah. Proper, like straight up loner. I mean, some some channels on YouTube called him a loser. Yes. Because I guess he just would have been considered that. You know, it's. The thing is, I don't think he was bullied. No friends. I don't think he was. We. I don't think he was bullied by anybody. He was just. He's just on his own. He was a no. He was just no one. Yeah, and and from a lot of his videos, what I scoured through some of them, he seemed to like being on his own. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't. By calling him a loner and a loser or whatever that a lot of channels and podcasts and stuff have done, I think that demeans what his actual psyche was about being alone. He liked being alone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his videos were just straight up kids slapstick. Crap, yeah. you know, like, um, is it Maxwell TV and stuff like that? Like yeah. channels like that. It's just, it's just short. It was just short skits that he made on his own, yeah. With imaginary characters, which obviously had really good creative names. Like there was a stuffed whale, which he called Whale. Yeah, brilliant. And like a I frog. He's not was, that uh, dissimilar to Chris Chan in a lot of ways. Uh, in yeah. uh, sitting in his room with a camera making dumb videos. Yeah, I mean that's how Chris Chan started off, and again trans issues there there's there's mental health issues there chris mm-hmm. chan could have ended up the randy stair route if he wasn't obsessed with sonic and he was obsessed with high school shooters instead he could have gone down the same route you yeah know? that's it yeah he was a loner never had a girlfriend never went on a date no so women he either wasn't interested in women or just you know might you know they, they were they definitely weren't interested they in definitely him definitely weren't interested in him i think his obsession with the ghost girlfriend in danny phantom well, yeah. shows he was interested in women but yeah. as we said about his trans issues that interest in her could have been more than just a it might not have been a sexual attraction. It could have been wanting to be her, and we'll get into that oh, a bit further yeah. down the well, line. See, there's a, there's a thing when I first started listening. It's like Danny Phantom. I don't remember Danny Phantom. Like I don't remember. I think I was a bit too old for that. By I've then, I've seen the memes of the fucking big titty girl that he was in, interested Ember. in. Yeah, I've seen the memes of her. Right. Where it's like, I blame Nickelodeon for my taste in women, and it's this fucking or Cartoon oh, Network okay. or whatever channel it was on. Like I've seen that. Yeah, so he became, got into Danny Phantom in 2010, and he kind of had this weird attraction to the character Ember McLean, which is the one we're talking about. It was like a ghost girl who died by setting herself on fire yeah. and came back as this like a rock star sort of phantom. Yeah, and he, the boy in it, is like half phantom, half human. Or yeah, he's half so ghost. He can inter- interact. Yes, um, he's he was called Danny Fenton. Yeah, and then if, if Danny Phantom obviously was like some sort of he has some sort of abilities or I don't know, like I said, I don't really don't really know the show 
he what was it? It was he quoted himself saying like, on one of his videos like how he felt like he knew her in another life, and it was like he, he it was almost an instant sort of like attraction to this this animated character. Yeah, and he he felt like when he saw her that not only was he physically attracted to her, which he does say that he was in love with her and all this yeah. stuff, but he felt like the world where she was from, a cartoon ghost world, he had been in a former life. Which is not a normal thing for anyone to fucking say on any stretch of the imagination. No. But I remember when I was a kid, me and my friends used to read this uh, monthly sort of like story. It was like a Tolkien-esque book. And it was called The Ancestral Trail. And it was once a month you would get these books. And they were about this guy called Richard traveling through this other world that was like parallel to ours. Right. And you would never see our world, but he was from our world and he ended up there and he was fighting skeletons and all this shit. And we were like eight years old. So we would go over to this old allotment and fucking fight skeletons. Oh, yeah. It's, that's and we're, like, we're like helping that. Richard and we're that, fighting skeletons. That's kids, though. It's we, we were kids. So part of me when I hear that is, because he was a teenager at the time, wonder if he hadn't mentally developed past that. When you're a kid, you can believe all sorts of shit is real yeah. that you know is fake. Yeah. You, you you'll make up fantasies in your head like oh yeah if Goldar from Power Rangers came down now would fuck him up he, he can't exist Goldar isn't real do, yeah. do you know what Goldar I mean? Goldar can't hurt you yeah he's, he's, <laughs> just, he's not real he can't hurt you but when yeah. you're a kid you're like yeah fucking and you're like punching the air going I'd fuck yeah, him up yeah, and you're like yeah. throwing stupid kicks around the street because that's what you do as kids and part yes. of me wonders if mentally and develop beyond that yeah no I I actually I'm I'm inclined to, uh, to agree yeah but he's obviously was. 2010 so he was 24 when he committed the sh- when he did the shooting so that was in 2017 so you know he was seven years ago so he was about 17 yeah 16, 16 17, 17 when that when that came about which you should be about you should be kind of past that yeah but we all knew someone who was a bit of a retard back in their teens that hadn't quite developed we all, we've all met one or two people. We probably even know people now. I was going to say, we know people like that. <laughs> that are still acting like fucking kids, even though they're in their 30s. Still on the piss every night. Still trying to fuck random sluts every weekend. Never settled down. Never kept a job. Like We know people like that now. Yeah. And you have to look at them and go, you probably should have grown out of that. So to go back as far as like believing in a fantasy world... I mean, that's what social media is for most people. It's a lie and a fantasy, and they're all little micro-celebrities in their own little bubble. Like Vine. Like Vine was, yeah. And all this like TikTok stuff. is TikTok now. TikTok is now. It's, it's, it's insanity. He was just ahead of the curve, perhaps with the YouTube thing, and whatever he could present on YouTube, no matter how ridiculous it was, once he put it out on YouTube, you're at least going to find one other weirdo who's going to go, I agree. Well, this is the thing. He had that. You know, he, he had, like, friends... On YouTube, like from like a fellow YouTubers, like a guy I'd never heard of called um, Plasma Master Don. Now he was a he was a YouTuber at, around that around that time, and he gave he kind of gave him a couple of mentions on videos and shit like that. But he uh, he turned <laughs> he turned out to be a sex offender. Well, sometimes like attracts like, right? I yeah. mean, this is uh, weird. People can attract weird people, and YouTube. And I don't want to go into it. The amount of YouTubers that have made it big or big enough that have turned out to be sex offenders is huge. A little bit like, you know, the emo scene. The amount of bands and stuff that have been embroiled in the last 10 years for fucking banging underage girls is insane. Well, there's uh, recently, I read it, was it, 
yesterday or the day before, the bass player from A Day to Remember's now fucking had allegations put against him. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? We've had this conversation a few times. I've no, I never really got into the emo scene. But like the used, brand new, and a few others I really fucking like. Even Lost Profits I liked. I do. You know, and he was, yeah. he, you know, we know what it, that cunt was up to. I even knew him. That was the worst thing with him. Yeah, you met with him. Watkins. I, I, I met him multiple times. By name, he'd remember me. He'd talk to me. Yeah. He'd come into the studio and go, Sam, my man. That's what he'd say to me, because oh. like, it rhymes. Fucking shook my hand. Give me tickets and shit for his shirt. I mean, that's what he was like. And I considered him kind of a friend, right? Well, it's fine. You didn't fit his demographic or what I he was into, eh? He didn't eh? bang me. I was, too, I was too old. Yeah. Yeah. So this YouTuber was a nonce and this one's a murderer. So we're doing well, well today. <laughs> yeah, we're doing well. So, mate, <laughs> so let's, 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 let's keep on track from, from his early days in a way. Like his schoolwork and everything. He was obsessed with death. 100%. Like he was completely obsessed that he wanted to die. He literally said he didn't understand how people can live for decades doing the same shit, the same mundane crap. I mean, he has a point. No, I completely agree. But at the same time, you know, that's literally, he didn't plan to live past 30. That was always his plan, is he was not going to see past 30. Whether he killed himself or died some some other way, is that that was literally his... Uh... He was a strong believer in an afterlife. He yeah. wasn't a Christian, but he believed in a heaven of sorts. A cartoon heaven. <laughs> yeah, it's um yeah. One of the quotes I've got here is uh, he on his channel. He's like, "I miss my cartoon-like form. Bodies in this dimension are tolerable, but they're nothing compared to that dimension." So he was already he had a strong belief that when he died, he's ending up somewhere that he will prefer to be. And sometimes you get that with just suicide victims, especially if they believe that there is an afterlife of sort or reincarnation or something. It's quite often they'll just do it. You look at um, Jonestown, which was the 900 people mass suicide in Guyana. Oh, yeah. Right? With Jim Jones. That's massive manipulation. Massive manipulation. But all of them thought they were going to an afterlife. You look at um, Heaven's Gate, where they all committed suicide, thinking they were going to then, once their spirit would rise, and hop on the Hale-Bop comet and fuck off to another dimension with aliens. When people believe they are going somewhere else that's better than where they are now... They can do some drastic shit to get there, no, and he is no exception. No, I agree. He, you know, he wrote stories for his school essays in his English class, where someone always dies, and he was astonished that his teachers didn't pick up on it, that they didn't see that as like a warning sign or in, in something his was wrong. Videos, he even mentioned that they never, well, no one picks up on this shit. No one picks up on the fact no that one cares. him having a gun. Yeah, he fantasized about. Setting himself on fire, as we said, like like that Ember character. Um, he go he quotes that Tom is like his mate's brother died in a car accident, and even though he didn't know the guy, apparently it really affected him to the point where he would literally every year after the accident he would go to the scene as if it was like some sort of memorial or but sick then, sick fantasy. I know. But I've had it a few times where, with suicides or sudden deaths, where it's been a mate of a mate, and I don't, I've met him once, and it's, and I've sat there for days thinking about it. Really? Yeah, and gone like he was my age. Do you know what I mean? Like, and right. he's got a kid, and it would bother me. It would just bother me. Yeah. We had a local one here. I'm not going to mention the name. We had a local one here where I'd met the guy three or four times. Acquaintances with one of his best mates. Yeah. I remember looking at my. I just had a near death experience myself like very, very close. Hmm. 
and then opened up my Facebook and just saw this rip, rip, rip all the way down. And I was like, fuck. And it just bothered the fuck out of me for about a week. Really, really fucking bothered me. Okay. Um, just because I just kept thinking of myself in that situation. Like, man, I saw him a week ago and he was boozing his fucking mind off. And he was uncontrollable. And I'm thinking, could I have stepped in? Because I knew him enough to, to know his name and him to know mine. Could I have stepped in and said, come on, man, what's going on? You all right? Like, and could that have made a difference? Or was it inevitable? Like, you, you can question stuff like that when when you're a little bit close. So he could think, well, I was friends with his brother. And what happens if he'd offered me a lift home? Like, yeah. he could start doing that in his own mind. And, yeah, and then, maybe. especially if you're like him and a fantasist, it then goes out of control. For me, it was like a week of going, fuck, this is grim. So for me, that little connection to someone's death, despite not knowing them well, was enough for me to go, mm, this affects me in a way. So this actually made me quite sad. Right. And, and uh, to think about the situation, how fucking shitty he must have felt to fucking off himself. And yeah. That, right. I can, I can understand it. I don't think it's as weird as a lot of places make out. Going every year to a memorial, then it starts getting weird. Do you know Especially, what I mean? I think, yeah, I guess. It's just the fact that he didn't know him. Like, not really. He, yeah. he knew enough. He knew his name. He was like an acquaintance, I guess, in that aspect. But it wasn't a friend. I mean, it's, it's the one afterwards. His, he, he, had a, he, had a fr- he had a friend called Matt. He was like a newer friend. He died. And then he quotes, he quotes, he goes, Tom's death sucked the life out of me. Matt's killed me. But maybe... It's like these two close encounters of a death or like close pro- like acquaintances dying really kind of knocked the shit out of him but you think about as wrestling fans the effect that and this was his friend but the effect eddie's death had on a chris benoit possibly caused the spiral that we saw from benoit yeah it, it, it did it, it seemed to affect him more than it affected his own family more than anyone else in the world and they were very very close friends they were you know they looked at each other like brothers but That's chavo right. didn't act the way that Eddie did. That, uh, that Benoit, Benoit did. did. Benoit's wife, his kids didn't act the way. Benoit basically broke when Eddie died. Yeah. And this spiral out of control, yes, there was abuse, substance abuse, steroid abuse, and that involved in as well. Drink, heavy drinking. And the concussions. The concussions. All that did have an impact. I think Chris Benoit would be alive now if Eddie didn't die. I still, to this day, hold that feeling. So I can understand someone being broken by a friend's death. Like, I, I said it on the Mental Health episode, I'd be gutted if something happened to one of you guys that comes on here. Yeah. Especially if one of you offed yourself. I don't know what I'd do. It'd, it'd break me in a way that I've never been broken before. Because you're my close friends. Yeah. So having that happen would make me go, like, I'd judge every discussion I had with this person. I'd think about it on and on and Did on. Did you see the signs? Is there something you yeah, could have done? I've done something? Did I, why the fuck didn't I text him back last Thursday? Did, yeah. All that it goes yeah. through your mind. Why don't I step in? I've been meaning to tell him about his behaviour. Yeah, yeah. Because we've all had friends where you're like, he's spiraling. Yeah. And it's like, oh, let's fucking leave him to it. We've, we've all done that. But yeah. then if that person went and did something, you would go, I shouldn't have left him to it. No, maybe not. It's a, it's a, it's a difficult situation here because everybody handles it differently. Yeah. I expect, but then looking at this guy, he's obsessed with death. But then, to be fair, so am I. <laughs> like, I think we all are. On a way. He, it's, a, it's, a, it's a morbid fascination. It's a, it's a morbid fascination. But even aesthetically, I love it. Like, I love skulls and fucking death and, and uh, be, being, like, religiously taboo and all that. I love it. And I know you're the same. That like Your tattoos and shit are full of death. Yeah. If you were people to look at it. It's one of those things. If you went and committed a crime, Scott, right, they would use that and go, he was covered in fucking hell tattoos and horror He's tattoos. He's got satan- yeah. satanic symbols and on it, his it, arms. You know, and there'd be people sitting there going, no, but Scott was lovely. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, what yeah. the fuck are they talking about? And they'd find a picture of you looking a bit weird and post out there pulling a silly face going, look at this psycho. Like, I can see it in his eyes. You, do you know what I mean? They, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I see. They do mean. this all the time. That's the media for you. That's the media and everybody around. Any, you can you can spin a yarn however you want to as long as you've got the right material to spin it with. And they, they said it about him with Randy Stair. They were like, one of the YouTube things was like, look at these pictures, look at his eyes. And I was like, yeah, his eyes are a bit diluted. But then when I'm doing my own research, the guy was on mental medication like right. he was taking like some medication yeah possibly taking it to be a bit more high rather than mm. rather than to actually treat himself because a lot of Burn the creativity stuff, so that would make you look that way yeah the old xanax eyes do you know what i mean like, you know <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um okay so let's go to 2013 this is when the, this is when ember kind of comes back into his life as he says yes and he's like and he realized that his attraction for her wasn't a phase it was it wasn't an Everyone obsession it's a big titty golf girl that's yeah i guess and it, <laughs> you know it, it 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 for us it was lulu from final fantasy 10 yeah or tifa or tifa yeah yeah it it kind of spiraled from there to the point where after danny Fan- i think i'm not sure if danny phantom got cancelled or they stopped making it he started making his own original content called uh Ember's Ghost Squad. Yes. Where he started making characters. Fan ca- fiction. Fan, yeah, literally, it was like his own fan fiction, but it went beyond fan fiction for him. You know, he thought it was real. But this is like Chris Chan with Sonichu, which is a Sonic the Hedgehog Pikachu hybrid. hybrid. He believed this world, he wrote these comics where it would have him like fucking his neighbor and all this. Like, it's a weird cunt because he wanted to do that in real life. So he'd act out in his comics. But then when people would criticize going, the artist shit on that, he would lose his temper because to him, it was an extension of his actual being. Yeah. And it's the same with this guy. So everything he created, whether it was shit, whether it was his writing that he was given in school, which apparently got decent grades, right? He didn't Up have... until before graduation and his grade, he stopped caring and his yeah, grades caring, just took a massive his, his grades dive. were doing all right. Well, even with this stuff he was handing in English, pages upon pages of Danny Phantom fan fiction that he was yeah. handing in. All of his creativity, whether it be his YouTube, whether it be the fucking Ember Phantom Squad, whether it be his writings, is an extension of him. It's not just a hobby or it's not just content he's trying to create for other people it's an extension of his actual full-on belief system and mm-hmm. that's dangerous right oh yeah it is he believed he was a ghost girl himself trapped in a man's body and that when he died he would become the ghost girl and be with ember and the other characters and they would be lesbians yeah the one of the characters he created um mckenzie he said was his soulmate a character he created was someone, but these characters, like there's a character Mackenzie and a character Rachel that he created, and both have like essences of his own personality. So Mackenzie was shy and reserved, whereas Rachel was aggressive and violent. Yeah, and there were multiple instances on his YouTube which are highlighted in some videos. There's some very good videos. Um, I think it's called Coffee House Horror or Coffee, oh, yeah. Coffee House Crime. Yeah. Great little video there. Yeah. Um, he he, he's got one. There's a few others that are really good as well, where they mentioned that he would openly like say in the comments, reply to people and go, yeah, I'm not sure if I should have been born a boy. Like he would reply to people. Yeah. There was definitely, and this is why we had the disclaimer at the beginning. There was definitely a, a gender dysmorphia issue with, how he felt about himself but it almost went beyond because it wasn't i should have been a woman it was i should have been a cartoon woman which is 
one step beyond. It's almost like these guys who want to be Barbie or want to be Ken. Yeah. You know, they have all this surgery to look like Ken. They end up just looking like a Play-Doh, someone had fucking dry humped a Play-Doh. Yeah, you know? they look... It, yeah, it's, I don't understand how they think they look. It might lead to mental there. illness, but no well, one has stepped in at that point. And when you throw something like a gender issue in there as well, you can't say that's a mental illness. No. Right? So you can't say him wanting to be a female ghost cartoon girl is a mental illness because of the gender dysmorphia involved in that. However, I don't think it's the case of growing up your whole life thinking, why aren't I a woman? I think that is a very different issue. This seems to develop over time. From anything I can look about his life before discovering Danny Phantom, this had never come up. No. So it could be a trigger. True. You know, it could be the thing that triggers the response in him. It could be that he never understood his previous thoughts on his dysmorphia or whatever. It does appear that he had a fixation with a female character and that led him into wanting to become her perhaps more than it actually being a, a gender issue. Yeah, I don't know. It's But then he died in women's knickers, so... Did he? Is that, yes. Is that, yeah. was in he the found... autopsy, they found him wearing female underwear well, under his we, clothes. We're going so we, we to get to that. We're going to get, in, we're gonna get into that, because, yeah, it kind of... Yeah, he wear, yeah, I've literally got it, wore women's underwear, that's yeah, he's like He believed he was... Literally, I've got that written down, and it's like... Yeah, you know, he, he, he started to develop this, this trans-like idea that he was... But uh, this is so... If this was happening now... He would have found a community and maybe wouldn't have gone the path he went. Like, he would well, have I found think, support online I think about that's, the gender stuff. I think that's what could have triggered a lot of it. Because you do see that with, a lot, like, a lot of people, like, um, people committing suicide and that is because they are, say, gay or trans. And they struggle to really kind of come out from that. And it... it boils away and eats away at them to the point where it, become, it becomes part of like their depression yeah and then that spirals even further because they don't feel they've got the courage or like in his case no one cared yeah literally no one gave a shit about him about anyway. him in general when his parents used to go out on a wednesday and um, bowling and they used to take i think it was like his brother with him he literally would go and wear his mom's clothes he would go and wear his mom's clothes or he'd make a video one or the other you know, I've got quotes. He's like, yeah, I sit here alone in my bed full of emptiness. I'm wearing my girl clothes with my legs crossed. Why am I damned to spend two or three decades in this disgusting body? You know, he be- he didn't necessarily believe he was trans. He believed that he was a female soul trapped in a male body. See, because I'd say that might be how trans people feel. It's very hard. For, like, I'm not fucking trans. So yeah. It's hard for me to, to say it. But they might, they would, I, they definitely feel like they're trapped in the wrong body. Of course. But he, for him to go as far as female soul. Yeah. And then when you, when you hear him talk about what, like female soul, you mean, so your personality as you are now, as a woman, is who you really are. And, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not me. I'm a different person. It, it's a soul of someone else. Or it's a soul of my past life or my ghost self. Like That is literally it's it's, go- his ghost girl soul. Yeah, and, and this and who is your ghost ghost girl soul? Well, it's that. It's from Danny Phantom. It's the same as that, but she's also my friend. Well, he drew that character. He drew what he reckons that his ghost girl form looked like. And that was incorporated in all of his in yeah. all of his artwork and all of the content and, and everything that he created to go with this Ember's Ghost Squad. And there are a lot of things in current times, like the Matrix, for example, where the what were the Wachowski brothers 
are now the Wachowski sisters. Yeah, they both... They have both transitioned. One transitioned first, and then the other one transitioned maybe three or four years later. Right. But they sit there now and say that they... The Matrix itself, their their magnum opus, great film, is about being trans. Because Neo is living a life that's a lie, and he takes the pill, the hormone pill, to transition into reality and become the person the one person he truly is i think that's not true but i also think sounds like they're trying to fit that into their own narrative it feels like they're trying to fit into their own narrative but if i'm if i'd made some art that's iconic and now i become this i might analyze my own art and go it's always there do you know what i mean so like in 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 both it's right in both aspects at the time no this was not a trans allegory. Now, looking back at it, you can go, I'm going to fucking see what... I, like, if I look at this through my current lens of becoming trans, I was giving myself hints. And you could believe... you, you could, Okay, yeah. That can both be true and false at the same time. Okay, yeah. So okay, if yeah. you were to analyse someone's art and, and who they eventually become, and especially, like, you're a musician, so you know that when making music, you put a bit of yourself into that. Yeah. Every time. Okay, yeah, right? I see what you mean. I, and I think that a part of this ghost girl stuff could be a piece of him going into it. And is that piece of him transgender? And I would say, if I was going to say, if I was going to get off the fence and jump one side or the other, I'd say, yes, he probably was transgender. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, you know, he started leaving hints around the house. He was shaving his whole body three days a week. And at first he used to hide it. And then eventually he started just leaving the razor out in the bathroom. So they could find it. But go, no Why one, are you doing But it? no one no questioned leash. him. No one gave a shit. Yeah, well, if there, if he was as hairy as me and you, no one would question it. Because they'd be like, yeah, you got to get rid of your back hair at some point. Well, yeah. Why? <laughs> Why bother? Yeah. Why? I look like a fucking Wookiee. And he would try... <laughs> yeah. Especially the, especially the front half. But yeah, he, you know, he was using like latex body paint to try and pale up his skin. And... To be more like the ghost girls. Grew his hair out. What was the other thing? Uh, yeah, kind of. He kind of grew his hair out. I mean, he always had, seemed to have quite long hair. Well, longish, longish hair. Like emo-ish. But yeah. then, by the time he committed his crime, it was actually like chin, shoulder length hair that he tied back. And yeah, it, yeah, it, it slowly then, yeah. Then his obsession with... Um, well, I've got to say, uh, so something else, actually. He was a self-confessed homophobic. But that's a very... That's an interesting... It, concept as well chris chan is another one he would go on homophobic tirades this is why i brought chris chan at the, up at the beginning it's so similar maybe we need to do an episode on him yeah, or 10 because there's so much we, we'd whole, be a, a whole deep we, dive we, life we history. might have to do a 24 hour live stream on chris chan i think that's how just we chatting about it. one person um because there's just so much but again he would make videos going i want to find a girlfriend and no faggots allowed chris chan is now a transgender person uh, who had sex with his mother and is in jail. But he changed his tune once he became trans about gays. He yeah. cha- and is that homophobia a part of not... More, it seems to be like... You're, it's, it seems to be like hating the part of yourself that you can't, that you can't accept. So you yes. take it, so you so take you take it out on other people. people. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question straight up. Did you know anyone that you went to school with who's now gay? No. No. See, because I know a few people I went to school with who are now gay. At school, they were homophobic. I know some... Do you see what I mean? I like, know some girls that are now lesbians. 
Yeah. That I don't think were at school. No, but at but school, they but they were, but, but they weren't they weren't hom- they weren't homophobic. They weren't homophobic. People. But if you were to challenge them back in the day at school, you'd like. Like, if you were to say something like that, probably get they, hit. they would get. They would not be happy with it, yeah. and they would go, "Don't spread these rumors about me." And and the truth is, they are. And I, I went to school with a lot of people. I went to school with this kid called Ricky. I'll name his first name, who would beat kids up for being effeminate at school, kick them, punch them, attack them. A brutal little fucker. Yeah. I remember being in class one day, and he went, "Look under the table. Just look under the table. It's funny. It's funny." And I fucking stuck my head under the table, and he's cock out, and he had a boner. And he was jerking off. Lovely. And then I, I pulled my head out. He's like, touch it. Touch it. I was like, fuck off. Touch it. And then later that day, there was a kid at school who actually came out and people knew. Yeah. Rick, Ricky beat him up. Really? Beat him up. So he beat up people because he couldn't be that himself. Because he didn't want to admit it. Because he was hard. He was, he was, dad was a builder. He yeah. fucking hang around with the hard kids. He, he, he beat up the gays at school. He was, God, he was, God, he, God forbid the hard lad likes cock, eh? Yeah, and the thing is, I remember him having girlfriends and telling everyone, oh, I was out fingering last night. It's all a lie. It was just a performance because he couldn't come out. And I think it's the same with, with, with him. Yeah, I know a guy who used to date girls and then came out as gay. And his mates, some of his mates couldn't accept it because they literally... Were like, you what? Yeah. Literally, they, literally, they ended up shunning him. I had a go at him about it. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, he's your mate. He's like, yeah, but he's gay now. I was like... What's the problem? He's still your fucking mate. He's like, yeah, but, you know, what if he fancies me? I was like, what if he doesn't? And it's just that you're fucking mates and All right. you shouldn't what be acting like that. if he fancies you? Well, at least someone fucking does, you cunt. Yeah, Do you know it, what I mean? You know, it was like that. And I'm, I think things are good now. But at that time, I think a lot of his mates had a uh, hard time struggling. But yeah, I mean, this, to, to this, accept this, it. this kid was one of the big, biggest bullies in my high school. Without fail. A brutal, horrible fucker. He just happened to like me. And then when he did that, it was in our last year. Well, I was like, now you. I know he fucking liked no, me. No, he definitely likes you. now I understood why he was asking me. Because I never hung around with him. I hung around with the nerds and the goths and the weirdos yeah. and the gay kids, right? The people he used to bully were my mates. And he used to say to me, do you want to come and stay at my house the weekend? I'm like, I don't, you're a prick. Right? Like, and I would just shun him. Yeah. But when he did that, it was like within our last two months of being at school. Right. And he did that. I went, oh, he's gay. And the reason he wants me to go and hang around with him is because he's got a thing for me. Yeah. And I remember him, after that happened, it was a couple of days later, he went, don't fucking tell anyone. I was jerking it off to the teacher. And I was like, she's 65. <laughs> so that, like, do you know, he was, yeah. trying to, he was trying to do it. And he went, he went, yeah, well, sometimes she gives me the horn. She's got big titties. And he was saying this stuff. The horn. <laughs> and I said, I, I, said I, I said to him, I said, Ricky, I, I'm not fucking telling anyone. He was like, okay. And then when we were in, it was an art class and she was teaching after that. And he was like, oh, I've got boner about her now. Like he was trying, he was still trying, trying to, play to on it. it. And then we finished art class and he was like, do you want to go to the toilets together and masturbate over her? And I went, no. I'm good, thanks, mate. And he was like, yeah, we're going to cubicle and masturbate together about her. Imagine her fucking you. Like, and he was saying this stuff. And I remember just going, he's gay. And yeah. he, he, like, I do feel sorry for these people that feel that way. Because they themselves are gay, and and when I see a lot of articles going, ah, oh, they put gay characters in there, so they've turned that one gay. Personally, I'd rather you just give people their own fiction. Mm. Why do you need Superman's son, who's dated chicks, to suddenly now be a gay lad? You you don't. Why is Harley Quinn now kissing girls? Why is Robin now gay? Like, I understand going why them in particular create a new one, but I also understand that to a little kid. Well, no one's reading comics anymore, but they're reading anime. They're reading Demon Slayer, which outsells everything combined. 
I understand if you were that guy who's bullying gay kids at school and you read Superman and then you pick up and Superman's kissing boys, that could be what you need to stop. Your hero is now gay. Could be what you need. So it's okay to it be, be gay. It could be the story you need. When you yeah. put on Netflix and there's a gay character and everything, you can now suddenly go, it's okay. And I don't That's need to hide me. That's me. Yeah. Like if you see TV programs and it's a, and it's got a trans character in it, you might go, Oh, thank fuck. Like I get it. This is me. And, and it helps me like, and more power to those people. Yeah. Like as much as I'll meme on it and make a joke on it, if that helped you, then brilliant. Yeah. No, Do you know what I mean? Course. And this is to me, much like with Luca, when we did the Luca episode, I think there was a time someone could have prevented him becoming the person he is. And Randy's one of these people. I think if, if, if this was happening now and he was posting stuff on YouTube about, I wear my mum's clothes and I want to be a ghost girl where the trans community that found his videos would have been like, here's a Reddit. Here's a, this please talk to us. Come join our discord. Yeah. Come chat to us. And he would have found a community that embraces him, accepts him and loves him for and, what and, he is. And talks him off the ledge. And, yeah. And, and that's why that form of equality is important. I just don't need you to take Cowboy Bebop and make Spike gay. I don't need that. They're, They're not, not doing that. Oh, God for that. I just, just things are, I don't need you to yeah. take my established character that I like and turn him gay. I'll tell you what, if you want Iceman to now have a brother who's gay and they share the same powers... Go for it. Go for it. But Iceman, who canonically dated Polaris for a bit mm. and fought with uh, Havoc over her love and, and womanize and whatever, or Gambit, and you've made him bisexual, I'm not... Like, you're just pissing me off. Well, Gambit, I could see it. Yeah, I could see that with Gambit. Gambit's a filthy cunt. Yeah, so. I, could see, I could see Gambit but, being bi. Oh, Wolverine. Wolverine's now gay. <laughs> Do you yeah, know what I mean? No, nah, like, we're not buying that. It, it just him, and, him and Sabretooth for lovers. Yeah, they secretly <laughs> just wanted to fuck each yeah, other the whole like, time. Not buying it, sorry. That's why they were constantly sticking claws in each other. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to use their dicks. That's yeah, the, but, they, the but, they could, but they wouldn't let them. But, like, that I just, I just find pandering and stupid. But actually just having a comic that has a character in it that's new... And is that way, and is it bi, trans, gay, whatever you want to do, I think is empowering to that audience. If Netflix want to make a whole TV show and every character is trans, go for it. Yeah. If you don't like trans people, you don't have to watch it because it ain't for you anyway. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but yeah, it, it, when they do the reveal, Lost, the last season, Kate goes, I was born a man. Like, that's the big <laughs> secret the whole way through it. I can see people going, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I I understand it, but I also understand how important it is to I to find media you identify with. Of course, even if you're not that way, for me, finding music and things I identify with has helped me become who I am. Yeah, so I, I do understand the importance of it for those people as well. Like there must be a huge, maybe even more impactful than anyone else to be able to go fuck me. I can finally be myself. And this guy was before that became something that was allowed. And it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, well, speaking of media that he uh, that he found, he got very obsessed with the Columbine school shoot mass uh, school shootings. Yes. To the point, you know, he was drawing in forums. He was engaging in conversation with this. It was he started modeling himself after one of the killers and everything, wearing yes. the the t shirt, the natural selection t shirt. Yep. He got like five of them, and no one again. It's references he was dropping, and nobody noticed. His um, obsession with Columbine. I can identify with because I remember when that happened in 99 and I remember that I was 
the same age as these guys, essentially. Yeah. You know? And I remember them being Marilyn Manson fans, and as was I. I remember them being bullied at school, as was I in 99. I remember the fact that they were striking back against everything they fucking hated. And, and I... I, at that age, when, when everyone's telling me how bad they are, I was like, mm, they're just a symptom of a cause. Yeah. That was that was my opinion of it. But I never worshipped them. But I remember looking at them thinking, if they weren't bullied at school and, caught, and treated as outcasts, would they have done it? And I was like, no, I don't think they would have. When you've got someone like him who feels like an outcast and feels like a loser. He, well, he is an outcast. And Well, yeah, he is. He is. Everything that, everything that is pretty much is. But it's, it's, it kind of feels like... like his alienation and his outcast was of his own making. His alienation was on him. Yeah. He didn't want to be friends with people. He, on videos and stuff, talked about how he thought human race was a scourge on the planet. Mm-hmm. He hated humanity. He thought humanity was scum. He's not wrong. Thanos was right. Thanos was kind of right yeah. in some degrees. So, you know, I think he went about it the wrong way. I'm going to take away half the fucking universe so that they don't use up all the resources. Could create double the resources. But nah. then that wouldn't take away the insatiable greed that people have to hound and, and hold on to it, That resources. would make it worse. Yeah, and it might actually exasperate the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, he, he also, at that same time of his obsession with the Columbine shootings, he started getting into shooting himself to the point where he got his parents or his mum to buy him one of the shotguns he used in the, in the murder spree. And I'm not sure if it was like a, the other shotguns. He, he packed two shotguns with him when he went, when he, when he went to shoot. Well, you know the reason for that. Because he was worried if one fucked up, he would have another one. That's the only reason he had two. Yeah, fair. But he's like, he got one. And I'm not sure if like his mum bought him one and then his dad bought him the other. But they don't, but for some reason they didn't talk to each other. But he thought if he had two, then they'd start asking questions. So at the time where he would have wanted the attention or where he would have got attention, he didn't want it. Because they would have been asking the wrong questions. The, but I think at that point, he'd made his mind up. Yeah, he'd already been posting videos about, you know, he'd been setting dates. Like, he tried to set the um, Embers Ghost Squad. He tried to get that as, like, his dates for uh, for when he would do it. But he realised that he'd have to wait two years from the time that he was planning it. And he didn't want to have to wait for two years. But all his stuff, I mean, he spoke quite openly on his YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm going to close this door. Oh. I'm going to lock it, like, yeah. openly about a lot of this. in front of this. He literally, yeah, everything, the every single detail that was involved with that mur- with his with his killing spree. I think if he was bigger, someone would have grasped him up. Oh fuck yeah! But then would the police do anything? Because he could go. I'm, I'm just creating content. It's just a it's just a YouTube thing. Oh, it's fantasy. What you think? I believe in a ghost girl. Oh, fuck off. Do, think, do you I know think, what I mean? Like, I think it would have. I think it would have required some psychiatric evaluation. Possibly. I think he was, the thing is with him is, and and again, this is why I go back to, I don't want to call him a loser. He was smart. He wasn't a fucking idiot. And I think he was able to hide to the people closest to him, his work colleagues. One of the work colleagues he didn't kill, he said he wasn't going to kill her. Yeah. In his stuff, he said, she's too nice to me. Yeah. She's She's nice to me. I can't kill her. And that was the one that he stood behind and fucking just watched her and didn't do anything. And then one of the older guys that he killed, in his notes, was saying, I like him, but he's got to go. Oh, that was the girl, Victoria. Oh, that was the other girl. It was the girl, I like her, but she's got to go. Yeah, she's She's a nice girl, but yeah, she's got to go. She's got to go. Yeah, you know, he kind of formed the plan June 7th. So this is like a month beforehand. He literally put the date in. He's like, right, June 7th, when it's going to go down. He filmed himself. He did a best... um, 
best of uh, best of five, I think it was. So like first to three, are tossing a coin on what he was going to do. Yeah. Heads, he would kill himself at home on, by, on his own. Tails, he would do it at the supermarket. So he literally filmed the whole thing. He's like, right, you're, everybody's going to be witness and you can see this. And he literally does it and it comes up three to two, tails, uh, tails against heads. And he literally picks up the camera and goes, yep, that seals it. It's going to be more than one loss of life that night. Yeah. And he literally, and he, that's posted online. No one's watching his videos or no one gives a shit or thinks he's telling, or thinks think he's, he's actually doing the it. Truth. But then even that, there are some people that are just morbidly curious, right? And go, I wonder if he'll do it or not. And just don't say anything. Yeah, when they had the Christchurch shootings, I sent that in our This Guy Sick chat. I don't know if you were in the chat or not, but at that point, I remember seeing it and thinking it was being shared around, right? And it was this guy just in a mosque gunning people down. His gun had all this shit all over it. And it looked like a skin from a video game. And I shared it to our chat and went, what the fuck is this? Is this a game? Like, yeah. it looked real because it was blurring. It looked like a right, like a, a live stream. And I was like, what the, fuck, what the fuck am I watching? What is this? And then I got a Facebook ban for it. And they removed, they actually removed it from the chat. Really? The link, everything. It was like this. Is that just I... after it happened or when it happened? Because they, they were literally... Oh, this they... was hours after it happened. Yeah, they were doing back. their best to try and get rid of all links, but it got around yeah, so quickly and, it's impossible. And I was like, and I remember getting the ban and I appealed it because I was like, I didn't know what I was sharing. And there must have been three, four hundred thousand people watching it live. Mm-hmm. And me, my first thing was, what is this? Yeah. I'm going to share it and ask you guys what the fuck it is I'm sharing. Yeah. Right? Rather than go, should I call the police? But then to me, did I know it was in New Zealand? No. No. Did I know it was real? No. No. Did I know where in the world it was going on? It's not really really something you expect to find on Facebook. Is some guy live streaming him him gunning down a bunch of Muslims in a mosque. And the only time I realized it was real was the bit when he went back to his car and he was like, woohoo, like playing this music. And I was like, oh, oh fuck. fuck. Yeah. I just watched a bunch of people get gunned down. And and I was dumbfounded at yeah. that point. Well, what can I do? Phone the local Guernsey police and say... Some guy in New Zealand just shot a load of people. Yeah. Just shot a load of people. Well, somewhere in the world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't hear. Yeah, you know, you know Christchurch. But I noticed in the comments, there were people going, this is rad. Holy shit. I can't believe I'm watching someone murder people. There were people saying that. There were people going, "Whoa, this is the most insane shit I've ever seen live." It would have been. You know? It would. Have. You don't. It's not something you expect to click a link on and go, "Hang on, this guy's literally massacring people live on the internet." Yeah, and, and the problem is, normally you got to go to the deep web for that shit. We are so used to, and maybe this is just the gamer in me speaking. When I saw the gun, it looked like a skin because it was covered in like um, white writing. Yeah. I didn't think it was a game. I thought it was someone pretending, and it was like in the in the mosque shooting people. But I couldn't really tell it was a mosque when but you it was see all, the footage. But like, like it was all staged, and, it, and I, I just thought it was staged because you don't see any blood in it. You see people get shot and fall down, but you don't see any blood. You see a guy rush at him and get shot at close range. You see nothing. Yeah. Because when you are playing video games, what happens when someone gets shot? Blood That's goes right. fucking everywhere. Yeah. When you watch a movie. Blood goes Over. fucking everywhere. Yeah. In reality, that doesn't happen no. in reality. And until you've seen someone get shot in real life, you would know that it doesn't happen in reality. Yeah. And when he ran back to his car and he put the stereo on, it's like driving up the street. I was like, this bit is definitely real yeah. because there's an erratic nature to it. And I've been in fights and I've been in some violent scenarios that when you walk away from, you do get that sort of woohoo, motherfucker. Like you an get adrenaline like that, rush. You get that boost. And I was like, that, ain't fake this guy is 
this guy is loving what he's just done and he can't believe he's gone away with it and he's driving down the street because then i i turned it off at that point but then he was shooting people in the street like he shot at other people as he was driving through neighborhoods and i don't think those people died but you like saw like part of me wonders what i experienced then my my thing was to share it and tell people go holy fuck is this what the fuck are we looking at here rather than go i call the police randy was such a small minute youtuber that the close people that were tuning into his every episode that were his followers possibly didn't believe it was real too or if they did, we're like, let's see where this fucking goes. This cunt's going to be on the news. A morbid curiosity to, to let exactly. things roll. Exactly, morbid curiosity. It's like the car crash on the side of the road. You can't help but stare. People fucking stare yeah. every time. Exactly. Uh, so where we go, where we go, where we go, where we go. Okay, so yeah, he had the two shotguns he packed on ready for June 7th. He literally named them after his two favourite Ghost Squad characters, Rachel and Mackenzie. And, you know, he recorded a shitload of videos building up to this his like his suicide note tape or his suicide tape you know all this sort of stuff and it, it's like it shows target practice oh yeah his target practice, practice yeah. videos yeah of him actually using the shotgun he was, he was getting to that point where he was getting obsessed with shooting where if he went longer than a week without shooting he was getting antsy he wanted to shoot he's getting well, i wonder if he got that from the columbine guys because they found the vhs tapes of them going shooting and with him having an obsession with columbine and maybe we need to do a psycho, cyber psychos columbine because without columbine i don't think school shootings would have become a thing they became a thing after Columbine, you know? A more public thing. But yeah. then even then, you know, there's there's several a year in America and you don't always hear... Not now. But ...about you, all of them. After Sandy Hook, we, we kind of stopped hearing about them. Uh, yeah, but you know, if you, if, you, if you listen to certain podcasters, well, we that didn't talk, happen. If you talk about Sandy Hook, you even us mentioning it now will probably get this episode uh, throttled a little bit. Really? Just saying the word Sandy Hook. Wow. We're talking about Sandy Hook Guernsey, which is a place here yeah. uh, where my, we live. My, my, ma- my mate lives in that road. Yeah, your mate lives down Sandy Hook. So yeah. we're not talking about anything crime-wise. Yeah. But without Columbine, these people might have gone and shot somewhere else. But Columbine created even the word school shooting. Not long after that, we had, or it might have been before that, actually, we had Dunblane in the UK, the Nazi fucking scout leader, when and shot a bunch of kids in Scotland. Okay. And then they found out he was a convicted nonce. Multiple times had been done for noncery. Still managed to become a scout leader afterwards. Still managed to be the caretaker at school. Went into a school in Scotland with just a rifle and nice. murdered like 12 opened, kids. Opened up, yeah. And it's just like, what the fuck? And I can't remember if that's before or after uh, Columbine. Those people still would have committed crimes because obviously with Randy, he'd left school, so he didn't shoot up a school. But I don't think we would have seen the boom of school shootings that we have done, Virginia Tech, all these other things, without Columbine happening. So maybe we need to talk about Columbine extensively at some point. I'd be down for that. I'd yeah. be down for a proper discussion on that. It's not something I've ever really kind of looked into, if I'm honest, because it's, it's it, you know, I was, what, 11 when that happened? So, you know, it's not something that really would have affected me in any way, shape or form. Yeah, so I was 15, and those guys were like 17. But in my mind, I was just like, if you saw the cunts I had to go to school with, the bullies and the way they treated people, even at that age, if someone said to me, if you wish this person dead and they could get hit by a car tomorrow, would you? Death Note style. Yeah. I'd have been like, oh, hell yeah, this guy's a cunt. Yeah. You know? And we've all, even in workplaces, people have had experiences where you're like, this prick makes my life a miserable hell. If, some, if he had an accident tomorrow, I would be happy. I wouldn't be disappointed if they got hit by a bus. And every, everyone 
every human being on earth has met someone in their life where you're like, if they died... Piss on their grave. And I'd piss on their fucking grave. And when you have Columbine and you have that kind of lonery culture, for someone like Randy, he thought of the entirety of humanity as... I want to piss on humanity's grave. Not just one single person. The entire race is scum. Never had the balls to do anything to his parents, though. Who hated were a his big, dad, apparently. Hated his dad. Didn't do it to them. No. But spared that girl, as we'll get into. Yeah. He did spare one of them for being nice. So, even though he spouts this rhetoric of hating humanity, he didn't do it to his family, who were some of the source of his problems. And he did spare someone because he thought, of, if I kill her, she's nice. Why am I killing a nice person? The exception to the rule. Like, he didn't, in the videos that I saw him talking about it before he did the murders and everything, he talks about his family. He only ever mentions his dad. He's got someone, he used to idolise his dad. And then at some point down the line, he learned, he started to hate him. And it seems to me just some of his quarrels with it were like, he comes home, moans that he hates his job. And then he's telling me that I need to go out and get a job and earn money. And he's like, I've been fucking doing that. And he's just like, he sounds like a spoiled child. In, in in his in how he's in how he's wording it, his quarrels with his dad is his dad telling him to fucking figure it out. He's mistaking his dad saying, Don't make the same mistakes I did, son. Yeah. For his dad being a cunt. Yeah. But he went from idolizing his dad to his dad now going, Come on, son, you're old enough, you need to fucking get a job. Yeah. And going, My dad's a prick. But at the same time, he doesn't want to be a man. And I wonder if these two things are connected. Okay, his yeah. sudden his sudden change of attitude towards his dad could be linked to the fact that he himself doesn't want to be male. Because it's not his dad's clothes he goes and puts on. No, it's his mum's. It's his mum's. No. And he doesn't mention his mum. Why doesn't he mention his mum? He doesn't mom? mention his brother either. Only briefly. Oh, yeah. they take my brother. They are, my brother gets pandered to. But brother's younger. Yeah. He, he was probably getting treated this way until at least 18 when they were like, didn't go to college, son. You need a fucking job. He gets a job. He doesn't like his job. He's there for seven years. Working. It's a long, it's a long time. That's a long time to be stacking shelves and serving the idiot public. Yeah. And he doesn't like the public. He doesn't like people. He doesn't like the job. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do that sort of job. No. It pissed me off. No, you, you can't. You can't tell. You can't tell the customer they're a cunt. But you see the people that work here and the people I've seen in the UK. You kind of have three types of worker workers. Four. Actually, you have very young teens that this is just for them to earn a bit get, of cash. Get, earn a bit of cash. People that should be retired and maybe their pension or isn't enough. They for can't them, afford like, to retire. They can't afford to retire, so they've got this job in the fucking supermarket as they're old. Yeah. Right? Immigrants. Yeah. Or people who are kind of just incompetent. Yeah. Mentally incompetent. Yeah. Right. So they're the kind of people you find there. Someone who's mentally incompetent. You ever gone to Waitrose here? <sighs> They know they know how to serve the till, and the till tells them how to add up a lot of money to give people. You wouldn't have it. You wouldn't have them adding up themselves. If you were to ask them a question, you're oh, in trouble. Let me get my supervisor. That's that's, that's that's the same as the school kid as well. Yeah. Well, their school kids just don't give a fuck. Nah. The old people are normally the most helpful because yeah. they they fucking appreciate the fact they're still earning money. Yeah. But that's what you get. Someone like a Randy was not an idiot. Must have been torture. Because he started the job when he was a kid. When he was a teenager, that cash. The girl that he left was young. Yeah. 17, 18, you know? And I wonder if there's a part of him that went... If that job spurred on some of his feelings towards humanity. Serving people that are rude. Mm-hmm. Feeling forgotten and ignored. Seven years doing that. This is a creative guy who wants a YouTube career. Who wants to make cartoons. Who wants to write. And he's trapped there doing this. He's also got some sort of gender dysmorphia as well. He feels lonely and forgotten by his family. 
He does segregate himself away from people. All those things combined are a recipe for disaster oh, yeah. to me. Big time. And agree. we end up with a disaster. You know, he does a string load of video. He does a load of videos building up to that he uh, loads up to um, Mediafire to drop at one o'clock in the morning or sometime after he's or as he is committing the... At the night shift, yeah. Yeah, he's doing his night shift and he's doing his shootings. That's when they're to drop. So he gets one where he's addressing his room and his posters. And he's like, oh, I hope people, I hope my parents don't throw away my posters. I hope they give them to my fans. He signed them. He's like, you know, I wonder if fangirls will be uh, crying about me and telling me and saying how hot I was and all this sort of stuff. Like, it's a proper narcissist. I oh, know, he's a complete narcissist. And, and he had delusions of grandeur. Oh, yeah. All this stuff about creating art, he thought he was going to be a big thing. And when it started not to happen, it fueled his rage. Well, he made a, um, he, made, he tried to make a Columbine animation, but no one that he tried to like enlist to work on the project like voice actors and stuff like were comfortable doing the project no one wanted to do it he was the only one that wanted to do it have you ever played i think it was called super columbine 64 no so i remember downloading a game when i was maybe 17 and it's it an a, indie it's, game then it's, an, it's a game that was f- fan made i don't know yeah it must it's be. an rpg it's a snare it's style an RPG. rpg do the school bit and then you go to hell and then in hell you fight your way through hell. I can't remember too much about it now. I remember playing this and just being like, what the uh, fuck? Yeah, that's fucking stupid. And it's like decently made fucking thing. And there was a Pico score. I don't know if you remember that on Newgrounds. Super fucking score. Uh, no. It starts off Pico's like this little ginger kid. And it's like literally flash a flash game. And he's just like, I fucking hate these bully cunts at my school. I'm going to kill them. That's how it starts. And then you're in the classroom. First thing you do is just mow everyone down. Then and it's like a side scroller with a gun, and then there's bosses. There's like the, the teachers, kids, isn't it? Yeah, teachers. There's other stuff. People that can fly. There's mad shit, and you just basically murder your way out of school. And again, this was around after Columbine. There was there was all this media to consume. There was Bowling for Columbine, Michael Moore documentary. Oh, okay. Where he interviews like the South Park uh, Trey and Matt, and he Trey. interviews Marilyn Manson. And Marilyn Manson's like, "Oh, well, you see commercials every day saying you're a zip faced little weirdo." Fucking sort your skin out. Oh, no, they blame me. They don't blame that. You've got media telling don't, you don't, you're don't too fat, the, you're too this. You oh, don't blame the corporations. Blame, but you'll blame me. You'll blame me for it. You get to see these perfect fucking life teenagers on TV. But they'll blame Marilyn Manson for it. And he says all this stuff. Yeah. And the South Park guys turn around and go, I grew up in a shitty mountain wanky town where I was called a faggot and I was bullied and beaten. Columbine was in the same state that the South Park guys grew up in. And then they were trying to blame South Park for it because Carmen's at school going, fuck you guys, motherfucker. Yeah. We made South Park to get this out of our system. They killed people. And Bowling for Columbine, I think, won Michael Moore Oscars and shit as well. Like, oh, really? And then, like, he talks about the American war system. And they're like, he's just like, there's this wars and bombings going on. That, that's not to blame. When they open the news and see that there's wars and all this, that don't matter. It's it must be Marilyn Manson. It must be media. But then he also meets survivors from Columbine. And he yeah. talks to them. He goes to Walmart with a kid who's in a wheelchair because he was shot Columbine. He was going, "Why do you sell bullets behind a counter with no ID at Walmart?" Quite quite left wing. Yeah, I know Michael Moore. In yeah. recent years, he's become a bit of a knob. But yeah. back then, he was a renegade. He, like, he shot the um, the Rage Against the Machine. Eh? Um, Sleep now in the fire. He shot on, that video on, the, on Wall on Street. Wall Street. Yeah, he did. Shoot Got arrested video. with them. Fucking fantastic video as yeah. well. And um, um, but yeah, like it's all this stuff is a combination. There's a big worship of Columbine. There's a big worship of that counterculture that was going on. 
And I don't know how old Randy would have been now. I'd imagine he's similar age to, to me and you. So you've been, been pushing 30. We grew up watching stuff that no other generation ever has before. The Jerry Springers. The, oh, we, yeah. This didn't exist. The 90s and the early 2000s really broke down a lot of barriers. taboo. Yeah, taboo um, barriers and that. And th- this kid would have grown up with this stuff. And I think it, it all boiled down to what he was into. He was into the dead. He was into a cartoon about a dead girl. He was watching stuff about school shooters. This is, as I've already said, a recipe for disaster that the people closest to him were ignoring him so much that they never fucking realised. Or yeah, yeah, weren't, weren't seeing the uh, the clear open signs that oh, this kid's going to do something really stupid soon. But I think other people that were into that counterculture, for example, like me and you. For I know you are into your killers and your, your crimes and your yeah. weird shit. So am I. I think if this was going on now and someone went, look at this fucking YouTuber and he's sitting there going, oh, no, I'm, and he's he's shooting shit in his yard and he's like, yeah, I'm going to kill my neighbours and this. Me and you would look at each other and go, oh, he's going to kill his fucking neighbour. Like, he's going to kill someone yeah. at that yeah. point because we're used to it. Unfortunately, we never got big enough that anyone would see it. And it happened in a time period where people weren't quite looking for that yet. It was it was towards like that last year or two where he was starting to really lay out the details for his plan so let's talk about the incident itself he worked at i'm probably going to butcher this is it Wee's supermarket Wee's market supermarket in eaton township in pennsylvania so he worked there for seven years so since he was 17 like 16 17 he was worked there and on he was doing the night shift the evening or the evening Shift. So they closed at 11 o'clock. Well, that was his preferred shift as well. So when he were talking things, he loved working the night shift. He would request it often rather than fucking serve people in the day. Don't blame him. No, I don't to either. To be honest. I don't either. So he laid out his plan, which he literally talked about in his videos building up to it. You know, he's going to block block these exits. He put his car in front of one. He locked the automatic doors at the front of the shop. All the while... Everybody else, like the three, the four other people that were working with him, never saw any of it. The survivor said, "I saw him move a pallet in front of the front door." Right. And she went, "But I just thought he'd moved it there because he was he was actually working in that area. Yeah, I yeah, never so he thought anything of it. Cleaning just, and stacking shelves like with everybody else. Yeah. So him. he's just moved it in a a weird place, but not so weird that she went, "What's he fucking blocked the door for?" Yeah. So then. Uh, yeah, finished blocking all the ex- all the exits and the main entrance. Pulled out his uh, pistol grip pump action shotguns that he had concealed in a duffel bag, and then walked around the store. So his first victim was uh, Victoria Prong, who was with the uh, with Kristen Newell. They've had their headphones on. They were just trying to get the label sorted. And they're again. working side by side. Yeah. As well, yeah. So Kristen uh, Victoria went down to get some more labels. That's when. That's when Randy took her down. So there's CCTV footage of this. Yeah. Um, very hard to find. But if you want to find it, uh, you so can if, find if, it. If you search the internet hard enough, you'll find anything. So yeah, he, he drops her with uh, a load of shots to the back. But these are at distance. This isn't like full close range. He's at a distance. He's trying to distance himself from the crime. And it's... Yeah, and with a shotgun, not the smartest way to shoot No, because yeah, shotguns are close range weapons. Well, but... but then... So she doesn't die straight away from the shotgun blast. Uh, no, she's still a lot. Yeah, she's, she's still, still she's yeah. um she's probably unconscious, but she's still got a heartbeat. And the girl, Kristen, she hears pops. 
and thinks nothing of and it. And doesn't think anything of it. And then it it differs between. She the, reason says, she, the reason she is Pops is because she's playing music in her headphones. She's yeah. got two headphones in and here's this in the background yeah. and possibly went... Nothing. And it carried on, right? Carried on. So he, uh, this kind of differs, like her account differs from what they found on the CCTV. He sa- she says that she turned around and saw him and made eye contact with him. But the footage shows that he stood behind her for about five seconds. Yeah. Just and then just w- left her, didn't kill her, just yeah. walked off. Then went on to kill um, Brian Hayes. After he killed Brian, she finds the body... Of Victoria. Of Victoria. Because she's trying to wake her up. Yeah, she's yeah. got she's got a pulse still, but she's not responsive. Yeah. She's, so like, she's, on, she's, on. she's on the way out. And at that point, she doesn't know who the fuck did it. She's incredibly scared. Of course. And according to, again, what people say about the CCTV, she's trying to drag her to the back room, the, the staff area. And it's when she gets nearer, she's tried to move the body and tried to move a friend, that she goes... The pallet's in the fucking way. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so Victoria Prong was 26 when she died. Jesus. So, same age as him, essentially. 25, yeah. 26. Yeah. So, then Brian Hayes, who was an, uh, a U.S. Navy vet. He was 47. He was the next one to go. But he took him down. And then the last one was uh, Terry Sterling, who was 63. Now, he had heard the gunshots and was trying to get away. And then took a load of shots to the back. Took him in the shoulder, took him in the back, and then that was pretty much. Then he walked around. So at this time, this Kristen girl is she's got she's getting away out. She she, she's doing door, a runner for she her. She prizes the door open. Is the story? Yeah. She she goes to the front door, where he's locked the he's turned off the automatic opening. Yeah. And he's put a crate in front of it. Yeah. But he hasn't fully he hasn't actually physically locked it. No. So she, so the story is she's on top of a crate, laying across the top of the crate, right? Pulling Prying this the sliding door open, door open enough yeah. to pull herself out of it, which she can hear shots going on in the background as she's doing this. And again, she doesn't know it's him. She only knows it's him when she gets outside and sees his car parked against the door. Yeah. All the doors open and music playing, which is a weird thing. A lot of podcasts left out, but one of the ones I watched is he'd left, and I can't remember the name of the band, but he'd left like a like a rock band or something playing in the car, and he'd left the car door open. That's weird. And that's when she was like, it, it's, it's right. him. Yeah. It, I know. It's my work colleague. What the fuck, yeah. you know? So after that, he proceeds to just open fire at merchandise on the shelves, and he tries to shoot a couple of prop- uh, small propane tanks. Because he wants to die in a fire. Yeah, but they don't do bugger all. Yeah, he concludes with uh, shooting himself in the deli section. He never intended to shoot himself because he wanted to burn in the fire. But that didn't happen, so he had to get to come up with something else. And the reason, and we've already spoke about it, because this ghost girl died in a fire, he. That's the way he wanted to go. It's just... So he only used one of the shotguns. I think he, I, I think some some say he used the Rachel one, which is the the violent, aggressive character from his. Uh, but the other one was always his, a backup in case one fucked up anyway. Yeah, so... which is I suppose smart in that aspect of having a backup. Yeah. But yeah, he shot a total of fifty nine rounds in a matter of minutes. That's all he wrote. That's all she wrote for him. Turned the gun on himself. Now I couldn't put tell... it in his, put it in his mouth and just. Yeah. Away so... you go. See so, ya. Yeah. That's pretty much all she wrote. 
the store was closed for about a month. It made very little impact on the news. So the name of the girl left, I can't remember her name. Kristen. One, Kristen Newell. So she, there is a little bit more to her story. I don't know if you saw, saw any of that. Because too many of these things focus on him. So she crawls out the door. She runs to the car park to get help, thinking there might be cars there. Yep. Finds his car door open and music playing. And she thinks he's not alone. She thinks, she thinks there's more than one shooter. shooter because of the way the car is. The first thing that comes to her mind is that. So she then runs across the motorway, across right. the, the highway, yeah. on the opposite side, just runs across it and hides in a bush for about 10 minutes. And then when she stops hearing noises, then she calls the police because she's worried about being found and a lot of things don't focus on that and i'm just like in my mind imagine this you find your friend has been shot they're not dead yet you're trying to get them out of there and all the exits have been blocked you run around to find another guy dead on the floor yeah you don't know who's doing it at this point we've narrowed it down to two people now <laughs> yeah yeah well but it could be a stranger yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, some, yeah, some random because I just come in and go, right, open fire time. You then get to the only exit you can think of, and it's covered. So you have to lay across it. To open you're hearing doors. all this shooting going on, right? Yeah. To prise it open and pull yourself out. It's like the fucking Scream movie where she's in the cat flap. Yeah, yeah. Trying to pull herself out, right? Yeah. Horrible situation to be in. She falls outside and she's like, car parked, find people. And as she gets to the car park, she realizes it's the guy she works with. Yeah. Because it's his car. Probably worked with him for There's a couple of years as well. A couple of years. And then just the emotional yeah. hit of this must have been incredible. Oh. To be hit. The realization it would, must have been horrible for Fucking her. Fucking brutal, right? And then the only thing she can do is run across a, a road with cars coming down. The The story is she's trying to wave them. No one fucking no one's stops for stop. her, right? No one's going to She's stop. then crawling up a muddy embankment and pulling herself into a bush to hide. I think her life's been changed forever. Not just in being involved in an active shooting, but she's been involved in almost a horror movie-esque escape yeah. before she can speak to the police. And it was around 10 minutes till the... So she'd been out there for 10 minutes, hearing the shooting, he's killed himself, it dies down, phones the police. It's another 10 minutes before they turn up. Yeah, She didn't expose herself from the bush she was hiding in until the police were in the building... And it cornered it off, and there was no threat. So a good half hour of her life was sitting in a fucking bush. Fear, like, scared in shitless. fear. Yeah. As a young 17, 18-year-old fucking girl. Yeah, I couldn't get, I couldn't get how old, didn't get how I old I think she, she was, was the youngest, as far as I can tell. She, right. was, she was the youngest. Having a girl she looked up to, who's like 25. Yeah. Her best friend at work that she spoke to every day. Yeah. Murdered. Brutal fucking way to sit there. But then she's the hero of the story, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. She called the police. So yeah, it's... she called the police. She was the survivor, and she must sit there every day going, "Why me? Why did yeah? Why did she survive?" So I will say, even though there are multiple podcasts and multiple YouTube things on Randy, none of them run over forty-five minutes. It's very hard to find anything that is long form. So we're probably the longest single episode on randy out there which is insane but it is incredibly hard to find a lot of information about this case because of the time period it happened in the police haven't been so forth with 
um, and a lot of it is unknown. It was a little bit like the Cyber Psycho episode we did about Harry Horse. A lot of the police information just isn't there, and you can't find it. But one thing we briefly mentioned at the beginning that I will bring up is when they did the autopsy on Randy, he was wearing women's underwear. And I, I just think that needs to be worth mentioned because, as I said at the beginning with the disclaimer, I wonder if he had had the help and he had had a community trans-wise to reach out to if these crimes would have been ever committed. And it's a huge factor into my reasoning towards this could have been stopped is if it was now, he would have found a Reddit, he would have found a YouTube, he would have found... A community a, to... A community, yeah. Like, help him. The trans issue, I think, is what was the driving force behind him feeling like an outcast. Couldn't come out, or couldn't accept it, or just couldn't find an outlet for it properly. We, we hadn't moved on enough, yeah. and it's fucking unfortunate. We're in a situation now that, listen, a kid at school turns and tells his teacher, I think I should be a girl. The teacher gets him in a counsellor to speak to someone. Yeah. They speak to the parents. There was nothing There's a charity, like a trans community for the kid to get involved in to fucking understand who they are. Yeah. Didn't exist then. No. I mean, it's yeah, it's only pro- really between within the last five... 2016 well, onwards. So five years. So, yeah, yeah he, he, he just... Even though the shootings was in 2017, he probably just... When he was at school, he, it wouldn't there wouldn't have been that sort of help People were still calling it freakish in 2017. The community has come out the closet, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, yeah. It's out in the open. It wasn't... Even back then. In the years he was trying to come to terms with himself. Yeah. When he committed the crimes in 2017, it was emerging. But he'd already started calling people a faggot. He'd already started becoming very homophobic. He'd already started... He was too far gone He was too point. far gone. Too far gone by that point. Yeah. His case wouldn't happen today. I think it probably still would. Because there's always going to be those people that just fall under the radar and no one gives a shit. It could be a case of falling under the radar. But even the kid who falls under the radar, when he types in on the internet, oh, yeah, I wish okay. I was a woman... He now those, he's finding a community. He's finding outlets and communities that can help him. In 2014, when it first started, 2013, when it first started, he weren't finding shit. Nah, true. And if true, he was, true. he was finding stuff more degenerate. He was finding like fucked a tranny around the back of a nightclub porn videos. He was finding, he was finding like lady boys was, in Thailand. It, it, lady boys in Thailand. It was, it was dirty. Yeah. And and no one was thinking about why someone is trans. People were going, oh fucking hell, Johnny fucked a tranny in Thailand, right? That's what he was finding. Yeah. He wasn't finding dysmorphia. Yeah. He wasn't finding any of this shit because it didn't exist. I don't even think TikTok existed back then. No, thankfully. Do you know what I mean? But he wasn't Shame able... Shame it does now. It was, Vi- it, was Vi- it was Vine back then. It was Vine, yeah. But he-, he wasn't able to find... Well, Vine wasn't full of fucking trans people doing dances. No. I think if it was to happen today, a young kid thinking they should be a woman, 100%, they would find a community. I can help them. And whether it, it stopped him being psychotic in the future, I don't know. But I, th- the crime he went and committed, even the fact that when he wanted to die, he chose to be in women's underwear, mm. is a huge giveaway as to how he wanted to die. You're going to go, I go want comfortable. I to die as a woman. I go want to die as a woman. I couldn't have been comfortable. Chafing his balls and everything. We well, shaved him, eh, sir? He did shave him. <laughs> it was no pinching of the ball yeah. hair. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's it. For Randy, I mean, well, I'm just saying, if you're if you're having those sort of thoughts and you're feeling like that, fucking talk to someone. Man. Talk to someone. 
Same with anything, man. Talk to someone. Motherfucker, get help. Please go and speak to someone. Sort it out. Yeah. Please. Figure it I'm out. I'm begging you to fucking it. find someone who feels the same as you that can tell you what to do. Yeah. And and that's all you can do, and it's unfortunate. It is. It really is. You can't... If, if that person doesn't want to help themselves, you can't make them. And they've got, he's got to want to figure it out himself. So getting off the fence on Randy, idiot, loner, retard, as a lot of podcasts paint him out to be, or misunderstood creative queer kid that didn't know where he belonged in society which way would you lean i'd lean on that one the latter the mis- misunderstood queer kid who yeah. didn't yeah no i'm just yeah, saying i'm sorry for it's, it it's hard it's easy for someone to to call him the retard the loner the loser because you know people always frown upon those that kill other people oh he's horrible what he did yeah what he did is disgusting you know if you want to you know if you're going to off yourself do it in your own time don't take other people with you like if that's how that's how you would look at it, yeah. You know why? Why ruin three other people, four other people's lives? Yeah, people that are married, people that are granddad, people that yeah. had a boyfriend. What the fuck are you doing? You can't, yeah. Don't you know? don't take them with you if you're if you're gonna if you're on the off. But it's it's just sad. It didn't have to happen. But it there did. was a way out of it. Yeah, there I mean, was. it's the problem. We we had this with the Luca episode where we we sat there and said if. Maybe if someone had stepped in when he was 21 and stopped him getting gangbanged yeah. and abused, he would never have done the shit he'd done. No. Yes, he still would have been a narcissist. Yes, he still would have been a fantasist. But he may not have gone into gone and murder someone. Yeah. and into the attention-seeking had he not been borderline raped in the porn industry in SMM porn that he was not doing before because he loved himself. He had a yeah. fucking true feeling that he was brilliant and the best thing that ever walked. Yeah. Someone who feels that brilliant about themselves doesn't see themselves getting spit-roasted and fucking cummed on by 40 guys. They just don't. True. And, very, and very I think, true. like with Luca, there was a period of time where this could have been stopped, but there was no one around them to stop it. And that's the true tragedy of the story is, much like with Luca, maybe even with Harry Horse too, the three that we've done so far... These were possibly preventable. Well, with Luca and with Randy, they have, they share similarities in the fi- in, in in their in their loneliness and their des- their desperate need for attention. Both both craved attention, but never got it. No. With Harry Horse, I have my own theories on that, as you know. Yeah, we spoke about Harry Horse. If you haven't listened to the Harry Horse episode, we spoke about it on the horror episode, uh, which is out now. Yeah. And. You believe there was a, a sacrifice involved. I reckon it was a pagan ritual. And after you said that to me, I looked it up. And lo and behold, there are lots of pagan rituals in the Shetland Islands in Scotland. There are fucking shitloads of there you them. Go. And you could possibly be right. And there's, there's a good chance we might return to Harry Horse and just do a 30-minute talk about uh, actually study the religion of it. May, I know a few people in Scotland as well. Maybe get one of them via Skype or something to join in and tell us what they know about the local rituals it, because it, everything adds up about it with it being sacrificed. The fact that it's a cover up, the fact that only the wife's family know what really happened and no one else is allowed to know. The reason why it won't open, they won't reopen the case to further investigation. The genital mutilation. I'm sorry, <laughs> it, I don't care who you are. If the man, as you said on on the show and everything, you look at the man had no alcohol and no drugs in his system. No one can. I don't believe anybody can actually stab themselves forty odd times and mutilate themselves. Cut their cock off. Cut, literally full castration on yourself. Yeah. I'm sorry, you'd bleed out. You would bleed it, out it before you do anything. It you, seems insane. You would bleed out in literally a minute if you did if you did that. 
you like you ever find like a fucking spot on your bollocks? They'll take you half an hour to sort that motherfucker out. You're tentative. You don't want to hurt it. You're like, I need to get rid of it because it hurts me. But Jesus Christ, this hurts. Now imagine castrating yourself with a kitchen knife. And then then stabbing yourself 40-odd times as well. Yeah, in the stomach and chest. Sorry, not... I'm, I'm calling bullshit on, on suicide. On there. all of it. Yeah, that seems like a it, it, it seems a bit OTT for suicide as well. Yeah. And no one's brought up with his case that maybe the wife did it to him and then did herself. Because hers was a throat slit. And then, oh no, but there were multiple stab wounds. Yeah, multiple stab her, wounds. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it literally it just screams out ritual sacrifice. Third party sacrifice. Literally, I'm thinking... Same with the animals. They killed these animals too. Yeah. That screams sacrifice. Yes. And you said that it's like, what was it, 15 years since the last sort of thing like that happened, but no one knows any details of what happened then either. Yeah, when they go, uh, we haven't had a crime like this. Like this. Can you remember Why what, would that be the word? Can you remember, what year, can you remember what year it was that the Harry Horse thing happened? 2008, something like that. So we're talking okay, 80s. So, yeah, yeah. Well, no, so we're getting close to 15 years after. Yeah. Fucking weird. So you wait and see. Maybe in a couple of years' time, you'll see another murder. You might in, do. In, yeah, in, the in three or four years' time, you'll find out of another murder. The in gods Shetland. need appeasing. But now, Sam Camp would piece two and two together because Harry Horse was so high profile. Well, no, it wasn't. Yeah, but you just played it was you, hard because it's, it's, it's unfortunate you couldn't suicide. join us on that because I know you went and looked him up and looked at. Yeah. It. I mean, I looked up a lot, but Tian had only seen like one video and one podcast. That's yeah. all he'd done. I think we. I think we need to come back to Harry Horse. And talk about your theory, yeah. and get a Scott on to talk about Scottish rituals and yeah. issues in Scotland. Yeah. And uh, there's a guy who does a podcast called Unexplained, uh, Richard McLean Smith. I mean, he makes millions on his podcast. So he pr- probably would never want to come on, but he's done a lot about Irish and Scottish rituals. There you go. He might be one to to peg for that one. Oh yeah. And peg. See if we can get him in, peg him, like bend Bala. him over, peng it, peg like him Finn like Finn Bala, and uh, and get in there. Well, there was an article today speaking of Finn Balor getting pegged for yeah. something big on Raw. Yeah. Uh, there was another article that came out today that said um, ten superstars that will blow AEW fans, and I was like, yeah, because you it probably blow them away. If one of them's Anna J, I'm good. Yeah, I'm <laughs> down. She's hot as fuck. Uh, Take Conte as well. Yeah. Those two are the hottest women in AEW. Yeah, sure. But no, thanks for listening to this. Yeah. I really, I want to hear from the audience because I really want to do more of this shit. And I haven't had too much feedback in terms of people going, yes, please, daddy, I want more mad shit. But so, those exact words are what he wants to hear. That's what I want. I want a couple of emails saying, yes, please, daddy, more mad shit. Yeah. Because I enjoy these more than the gaming stuff. It's a bit fresh for for us as well. It is, it is, uh, especially for me and you because we love the shit as yeah. well. And I know Tian likes it. Chris isn't too mad. Jake hates it. Yeah. So <laughs> Jake, you Jake, won't, you, won't, you won't get any of Jake on this. So. I guarantee you get him on the Columbine episode though. You reckon? Yeah. Perfect. I guarantee he'd come on that. Mm, okay. I guarantee it. I've heard him mention it a few times and mention, oh, they blame video games. They blame this. He'd, he'd, yeah. I, I think he'd be into that one. But no, thanks for listening to this one. It's been a great conversation. Any last words, Scott? No, mate. Cheers, no, mate. guys. Cheers. Thanks for listening.